Welcome to the Astra Podcast, a podcast where we talk about equality, gender and leadership, discussing ways in which our societies can support women reach for the stars. This Astra project is funded by the EU Erasmus Pras program. I am Julian from Core Platform and today with me with me for this podcast, I'm very pleased to welcome Elena Talamico, who is one of our partners in Astra representing Centro Estero per l'internalizzazione di Torino. Ms. Crystal Penta, Managing Director of M Vintage, as well as the winner of Female Entrepreneur of the Year 2020, and Tamara Fenex, Cozy Studio, who, amongst other things, is a fashion sustainability consultant. Today's topic is the role and influence of women in the business world. But before proceeding, I would like you, ladies, to introduce yourself and tell us a bit about you for the benefit of our audience. Crystal, would you like to start? Yes. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm Crystal Penza. Um, I started my own business, my own jewelry business, um, 10 years ago. Now, this year, um, we just, um, last year was our 10th year anniversary. We're starting our 11th. Um, I started, this was a pipeline dream for me. Like, it, it was all about empowering. I had my daughter, and I wanted to do something to voice um, more empowerment on on for women um, and leave a better word for her. So I, I started voicing my my uh, disempowerment message through the designs of our jewelry, through our marketing campaigns. Um, and uh, 10 years later, 95 employees later, 10 stores later, we're here. Um, it was um, it's it was a very exciting journey with its up and downs, but I think we'll have the opportunity to speak about this more as we're uh, we're we're, um, we're going through all uh, all the conversation. I'm a mother of an eleven year old daughter, um, also of two dogs, <laughs> and uh, I have a family and I'm a daughter. Quite so, a busy quite a busy schedule, for sure. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Christy. Tamara, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a bit of what you do? Sure. Hi, I'm Tammy. Um, so my background is actually in fashion design and I focused on sustainability in fashion um, and have been working in this field for the last eight years now. Um, last year, I launched my own consultancy agency, which focuses on uh, supporting businesses to move into a more sustainable business model, uh, whether that's a fashion brand or whether that's any kind of business activities, actually. Um, and so my role with my clients is to teach them on how they can implement sustainability into their business. So it's not so much of a top-down approach, but a very bottom-up approach as well. Um, equipping them with the right knowledge and tools that they need to shift into a more sustainable business model, um, but also as a kind of support system, um, especially when it comes to entrepreneurs, running your own business is a feat on its own, let alone when we're talking about sustainability and meeting the needs of future generations, also present generations, actually. Um, so there's a lot of kind of mentorship that goes goes within the role as well. Um, I also am the country coordinator for Fashion Revolution Malta, which is an, a global NGO 
um, that advocate for a more sustainable fashion industry um, by engaging multi-stakeholders. So we kind of create awareness with consumers, with producers, with farmers, with all kind of areas of the supply chain. Um, I've lived away for a very long time from Malta and finally have just moved back after 12 years. So I'm excited to start kind of building new relationships on the island. Thank you, Tamara. Thank you very much. Elena, tell us a bit about yourself. So um, I'm Helena, working in a special agency of Piemonte region, uh, where we work to support uh, companies to uh, face international markets. And uh, I studied when I was younger, I studied I studied international sciences and uh, I worked for uh, quite 20 years in uh, international cooperation projects. I had a completely female team of collaborators and then uh, I, I had the possibility to uh, travel a lot, especially in Latin America, and uh, I was in touch with different cultures, so I had the opportunity to, uh, to understand the, uh, the importance of uh, diversity in a working team. And in the last years, I turned to, uh, to training and uh, pedagogy. I studied uh, andragogy, that is uh, education for adults. And now I've been working as a trainer for managers, for uh, young people, uh, to uh, just finishing their university. And I, I also work as a job counselor, especially for young people. Uh, as regards my personal aspects, I, I have a daughter. Uh, now she's, she lives abroad and uh, I grew her uh, as a single mother. So I know very well. <laughs> The, the burden, <laughs> I mean, uh, how to balance uh, uh, careers and uh, family uh, life. And, uh, and I live with a cat now. <laughs> Thank you, Edna. Thank you. All, all three ladies, um, like most of us, obviously have very busy schedules and uh, it, it's not easy, but you always find a way how to go about it and move forward. So going back to today's topic, the role and influence of women in the business world, it is no secret that women have different sets of life and work experience than men do and thus different perspectives. This leads to different opinions, different preferences and different strategies. Some research I've, re I've been reading recently shows that women excel in a variety of fields like task management, communication, patience, and empathy, which are vital to succeed in a work environment. By bringing more women into the workplace, there's an opportunity to prioritize diversity and encourage male and female collaboration. This diversity allows decision-making to become more multidimensional and more comprehensive. Tamara, if I may ask you first, in your opinion, through personal experience and maybe the shared experience of other women close to you. What is the role of women at the workplace? And why is it important to have women part of the team? Okay, so there's a lot to dig in here. <laughs> it comes from me anyway. Um, 
I wouldn't separate male and female roles, firstly. You know, there's for me, it's not gender kind of equated, right? Um, so far, it definitely has been because the business world and the history of business has been male-dominated. Um, but essentially, when I think about what's the role of a woman within the workplace, I see it exactly on par as a man, right? And so by starting off from degenderizing these roles and having us have separate roles is the first step, right? Um, so when I think about kind of uh, why is it important to have women as part of the team without making it too obvious, you know, like you said, so far it's been male dominated. And when you have um, one kind of demographic on a team, you are limited, right? So we're talking about this is not only gender specific, whether it's culture, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, the more diverse a team is, the more the business has the opportunity to excel because you're gaining different perspectives. Now, whether that we're seeing it from a gender perspective or not, that's a different question, right? But um, I think that's where the value in comes in with, again, diverse demographics. We can look at gender for the sake of this podcast, right? But from the start, I would start by degenderizing these kind of approaches, right? Because we're saying that women have something that they can give to the team that a man can't when, or, or the other way around. When I, I don't see it that way, it's just that today we've been led into, you know, a society where men are told not to engage with their emotions and therefore they are less empathetic. And we have been pushed into a society to really engage in our emotions. So, so it's it's. I think it's like, what is the chicken and the egg in this in this situation? I don't think it's gender, kind of permitted. I think it's more the effects of society, uh, which today, yes, has has led us in that road. I can see Crystal who is nodding. What do you think, Crystal? What what's yeah, your well, take on this? Society creates these stereotype um, ideas. And the thing is that maybe I was lucky or unlucky enough to be brought up differently and I, my mindset is, is different. So uh, here, I mean, at least in, in the company that we've created, I, I've obviously experienced these and I've seen these, um, uh, this stereotyping in, in the other environments I've worked in. But here, every, I mean, we try to create a culture where people are valued for what they bring onto the table not whether they're male or female. I mean, we have, I mean, and and we have a lot of, of, of gay people, for example, Alura here, like, you know, like it, it's not, it's not about man. Or, I can't, I, I could never understand it, to be honest, because everyone who asked me that question, and I always said like in the first place, I don't even understand why you are asking it because what makes, all right, may, some people maybe say men are stronger in certain areas, for example, and that is the only way we laugh here because, for example, to change the water, the water bottle, we always ask the men, but we've always asked the men because we feel like the men are offered because to be gentlemen sort of thing. But whenever we wanted to do it, we've, we've been two women grabbing a, the bottle from each from one side and we managed to do it anyway. So um, I think it's very much a mindset. And um, I think that we as human and I mean, as the brain, the way it works, and we, this, we, we speak about this a lot on empowerment, that like we are the only people, we are, 
it's ourselves that inhibits us into facing challenges or meeting meeting um, uh, meeting new opportunities that we can um, dive into. I I don't think there's anything else except our mindset which which stops us. If I may, there's also society, right, as well. Like I touched a bit upon before, we have been pushed into certain roles and stereotypes that have made us believe that a woman is more empathetic than a man or a woman can feel or be emotionally connected more than a man. We have the same constructs, right? We have the same organs inside our body, the same, you know, the same everything. So what made us believe that blows my mind, honestly, sometimes. <laughs> it's definitely a, a reflection of the society, right? But today, more and more, it's being proven that because it's being spoken about more in terms of how important empathy is to have in a workplace, and because of the conditioning, it's more common that a woman will bring that into the workplace. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't deny the fact that a man also has that capacity to it's the same multitasking, Tamara. I mean, who said exactly. that a man can't multitask? Exactly. I've had to learn how to multitask because I've had to learn how to multitask. If you put a man in the same situation, like if we don't have a man exactly. here and we need to change the water, we'll grab the water bottle and we'll put it exactly. in its place. So it's, uh, it's okay. I, this is why I said in the beginning, I was maybe lucky or unlucky to be born in, in an environment where we didn't have this mindset, where, you know, I had I, I was brought up to go and work at a very young age because I I mean because usually the men had to be the financial provider but I was born in an environment where I from a very young age had to work to sustain the family so yeah it's it's people say unlucky and why but maybe I'm lucky I was lucky enough because I managed to then at a very young age to release I didn't realize you know because it didn't well, limit you. It wasn't fed in my head. It wasn't ingrained in my head as from a young age. Amazing. So maybe maybe that is one of the reasons why I made it where I am today, because whenever I never understood the difference between the man and the female role in my in my from my journey. What do you think, Elena? She's on mute. Unmute, please. And now, <laughs> sorry, sorry, <laughs> I had, I didn't realize it. So uh, you have put a lot of things on the table. So as regards stereotypes, uh, oh, I fight a lot against stereotypes uh, as a trainer. Uh, but I know that stereotypes are a sort of uh, cognitive uh, saving of our mind. I mean, we need to simplify uh the reality because this is the way we learn we tend as a human being we tend to categorize so we can we cannot avoid stereotypes and but these stereotypes can be very dangerous uh, even the positive stereotypes not only the negative one because for example job segregation if we consider those jobs which are considered exclusively for women for example care given jobs or educational jobs, uh, they come from positive stereotypes because women is considered uh, more uh, ca- uh, 
caregiving, more gentle, more sensitive. Uh, but in a way, we are sure that we cannot abolish stereotypes. So what we can do is to be aware of uh, the fact that they exist. They may include something that may be true or not, but uh, what is important is to consider that each one is uh, unique and diverse. And uh, so uh, everyone has uh, his or her own stories and everyone has uh, his or her uh, skills. Uh, and um, I, I can say, I mean, from my personal point of view and from uh, the studies uh, I have done, and I studied also neuroscience, I know that there is something true about the differences between men and women. I mean, uh, you have, uh, for example, you have spoken about cultural differences and it's true, but there are also some genetic biological differences. We can't uh, uh, avoid to consider them. Uh, neuroscience has proved that men's and women's brain are different. They are different in structure. They are different because of how our hormones uh, they are different because uh, the concentration of neurons is varies according to the areas of brain. For example, uh, it is proved that the the brain of uh, of women uh, is more developed in uh, those parts devoted to language, and that's why we communicate a lot. But uh, if we communicate well or bad, is another thing. We can communicate a lot, but we, we, we might uh, communicate in a bad way. And so what I want to say is that uh, uh, there are some natural predispositions which are different between men and women. It is true. But these are, I mean, like uh, something like uh, soft skills. I mean, uh, they are more like uh, a, a, a style of behaving, like a working style. And I, I like to consider soft skills as a working style of a person because we, we are two persons. Uh, we, we can be women or men. We achieve, we do the same task. We achieve the same goals, but the way we do it may be different. And sometimes uh, uh, the performance of one person may be uh, uh, much better than the one of the others. And what's the difference? It is this uh, working style which is different. And this may come from natural attitudes, but they are natural, but everyone can train them. That's it. So for me, it's a bit of a question of like, okay, how much are they natural or how much of they, them have been nurtured, right? So we've literally up until very recently been in a society where it's so male dominated that we don't even know if we as women have that chance to kind of meet that or the other way around. But then again, there's also that conversation of, you know, women so far entering into the business world have we've believed that we need to compete with men as men but the reality is that we're not <laughs> and we also have a million other hormones going through our body every month 
So by working with those kind of hormones and understanding that like, uh, like Elena said, you know, that essentially we do have a different <laughs> um, biological makeup, um, that's something that can possibly work to our advantage as well, rather than women trying to work like men in the way that it's go, 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 um, rather than understanding the natural cycle that we cannot function with the testosterone hormone throughout the cycle because we only have that in a very short window of our cycle. Um, so even any kind of leaders or people who are trying to kind of bring more women into their workspace, understanding this is going to be to their advantage because by not understanding this, you're going to just burn out your workforce. I um, also want, want to latch to what Elena has shared a few minutes ago. So in a recent article, I've read um, that women bring four critical skills to the workplace, which is communication. Men and women listen differently, so they communicate differently. Task management, it is believed that women are more organized, which is valuable when tasks need to be allocated to large teams. When companies fund themselves short-staffed, women can generally take on multiple roles at once and complete them successfully due to their ability to organize. Patience can easily be attributed to science. Men have more testosterone, like we were mentioning, which makes them more aggressive. And women have more estrogen, which makes them more patient. Patience is necessary skill as it enables the individual to suppress frustration and be in a better position to deal with unpleasant situations and empathy. There is ample research on women's empathetic nature. Their ability to understand someone else's feeling makes them better at establishing rapport. Mm -hmm. This is highly beneficial for any industry dealing with people who have different communication requirements. So empathy allows women to accommodate these differences, leading to fewer misunderstandings. Um, Kristen, now I know you are involved in management, so I, I would love to start with you. So what level, my question is, what level of influence do you believe women have in the management well, and evolution of a business per se? Well, I see what you're saying. I mean, because of, obviously I work with men, I have, I, I live with, with a man, Jafiri, and I can see it. But in reality, all right, it, it is, um, there are, I can see differences between gender, but I can see differences between an every individual. We all have our fortes and our things which are less forte. What I can say is that everything, I mean, everything like communication was one of the, even though we, it's statistically proven that women are better than men. It, I can tell you, it is one of the hardest things I've had to do in business and it's something i've had to learn so every skill needs yeah. i mean you need to develop i i didn't get it right the first time i remember going to cry to my first boss telling him i can't get people to do what i wanted them to do he tells me and he started laughing at me and he told me Cree, like get used to it because it's not gonna change people are never gonna do things the way you do them the way you see them to be done so that is when I started learning I can't control other people or how they think or how they see things. And this is, I don't think, and I don't believe that this is only gender, gender related. 
because I work with a lot of women and they're not all the same. They don't all have the same skill set. They, they all have their four, their pluses and minuses. Obviously, we try to empower them more towards the towards their pluses. Um, but it is the situation is today the same. I control myself and I control the things I can control to work better with those people. But it's not something I I learned it along the way. It's not something that I was born with. And I can tell you, I worked very, very hard to get to, to it. And I've done a lot of mistakes to get to it. And I think the difference, for example, to what I've achieved where I am today, maybe other women, not other men, and maybe other men as well, was the ability to stand back, to, to, to first of all, to take decisions, which obviously um, any risks that I took, I took take into account that I can stand back on my feet. It won't destroy me completely. And every time I fell on, on my face, I said, I tried to, to learn the lesson and I tried to, I, and I got back up very quickly. But this is not something I feel that is related to a man and a woman. Yeah. I think it is something that you learn. And all the skill sets, the sets, the, um, the hormonal aspect of it, yes. Women, for example, might be a bit more, um, maybe more, they get more, a bit more frustrated, as we said, more impatient. We mentioned the word, yes, but that means that a woman needs to learn um, to be, to um, to control her temper, maybe a bit more. Yes. But I might be a bit more tempered, but I have, I, I see women here who are to the extreme, they can't. Like, so I can't, you know, like, I think it's, it's we can have an average, but in reality, in every gender, we have the both of extremes. Like when one of our um, ambassadors of, of the brand, I mean, Yasmin Zamit Stevenson, she is one of the strongest weightlifters, for example, that that exists. Like she can she can carry more weight than any man. And when I see her, I say like, it's true, it's all in our heads, you know, sometimes. And even if maybe we're weaker at certain skills, at certain tasks, there's still, I mean, what we need to do is work more. We can work more on that particular skill, but it doesn't mean that we can't get there. Yes, it needs more time. It probably was your mentality that helped you to get back up your feet, right? That that you, you didn't have those limiting beliefs that you, because you're a woman, cannot get back up your, on, on your feet. So Maybe because I had no other option. Yes, but what, but your mind frame, you know, is what helped you to propel you forward, probably. And, and that's essentially what we go back to, you know, Drew, you mentioned that we have more patience, we have more empathy. I don't think that that's a predisposition. That's something that we've had no choice but to do, because we needed to be patient in history to get to where we needed to get to. Yeah. We needed to be empathetic in history to get to where we needed to get to. Like Crystal said, we need to learn how to multitask because... <laughs> When it comes to a woman so far, we've had to choose family or business. We've never been able to do both. To do both, we have to learn how to multitask. So I don't think that these are predispositions that come with the roles of gender. They come with the effects of history so far. But it's not to say that a man cannot bring empathy or patience into the workspace either, or a woman cannot bring grit into the workspace either, like a man can, right? And it's these limiting beliefs that have gotten us into this situation in the first place. And same with this idea that, you know, testosterone brings aggression, because at the same time, men also have their limiting beliefs that has paid and in, played into this picture and kept us exactly in this space, right? Like men, and so many friends nowadays, thank God it's changing, you know, with the younger generation. But 
I'm in my early 30s and still men in my generation don't feel like they have a space to open up, to cry, to be vulnerable, to, you know, and, and these are the soft skills that women so far are able to do. But again, because we've had no choice, <laughs> which is great. I would, I love those skills about a woman, you know, but they didn't come from nowhere. It's <laughs> what I'm trying to say. Yes, I, I agree that those skills obviously are learned through time and in my opinion, there is no male or female. These skills, everyone can learn. Um, like Crystal said, maybe these skills are tackled differently depending on the circumstances you are working in or living in. Um, then again, history um, has impaved the culture that a woman is more limited than a man and the man has to provide and do everything. Let's not forget that until 50 years ago, a woman couldn't even vote, for example. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so these things take quite a lot of time to change. Elena, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, in my opinion, there is a mix of genetic, of biological and of cultural things, but there are also some structural aspects related to power. And it's what you said before. I mean, uh, in a... Um, uh, working landscape which is dominated by men of course uh, I mean the, the experience is shaped the model is shaped by by men and not by women and uh, so uh, I, I'm speaking as regards the Italian situation uh, in Italy we have also problem of quantitative uh, difference. I mean, in Italy, uh, 52 women work against 72. Uh, women managers are only 28%. So that means that workplaces uh, have a significant uh, presence of men. And from the cultural point of view, this means a lot. Also, because as you said before, I also agree that we learn from others. I mean, there is a social learning, a sort of modeling. I don't know if you have the same idea, but for example, in a team, normally, the leader gives an the style of the leader, um, both a man or a woman, gives the imprinting to all the staff of the collaborators. In fact, you can... Uh, verify that there are teams where middle managers or staff have the same behaviors, the exact same behavior of the leader. So that's another problem. So that's why we, we have to push women to the workplaces. Uh, of course, also for economic reasons, because if you have half part of heaven which is excluded it is also an economic problem but it is mainly a cultural problem yeah and i think it's it's more about the lens from of diversity that we need to think yeah. about, right so whether that's your gender whether that's your you know whether it's it's more gay people more trans people um more ethnic people you know like just diversity because the more diversity you have as a business or as a team 
the more kind of opportunity you have to solve whatever problems you have in front of you to come up with things that are, you know, more diverse in their thinking, you know, and that's the issue with having too much men in the workplace. We all have that, you're kind of having a space that has that one lens, you know, which that's what I think needs to change and gender comes into that, right? Tamara, I completely agree with you, sorry, but uh, company needs diversity uh, because the more diversified a company is, the more it has human potential. It is a more enriched environment. And in fact, in social, I mean, in uh, in nature, we speak about biodiversity, why we struggle to defend biodiversity diversity so we we must do the same in social organizations because a diverse diversified organization is more is stronger diversity makes an organization stronger and it it makes it more empathetic empathetic yeah Yeah. how can we understand others if we've never been exposed to others now that's again whether it's opposite gender whether it's um you know someone who's from a totally different culture to you that's when we start to break down our own biases and start to understand others and that's when empathy comes into the workspace as well yes so my my last question for you um it's quite quite maybe a bit hot here so from what you read about and your experiences around you do you believe that the best person for the job has been given that role being a manager a team leader or a CEO or you feel that gender has given competitive advantage and to whom to man or to women who would like to take this on <laughs> quite an obvious answer no given the statistics <laughs> Men have been given a lot of advantage, um, I think, especially because of our nature as well. Me, women being the child bearers um, and because of the history of um, our culture, um, the culture, uh, unfortunately, women had, um, I think, I, I will say this way, I think women are paying a high price yeah. because now they're realizing as well that it is very important to stand on one's feet. And um, maybe we didn't see that with our parents or with our grandparents, but um, there's a lot of things that can happen in our journey where you need you need to be self-sufficient. And uh, if... Uh, if you And this can create a lot of big consequences. And most of us are the pro- problems we have and uh, the poverty that's being created is because women are um, are trying to have, when they have to fend on them by themselves, raise kids and manage on their own. And this might not be because, for example, a lot of things can happen in life where this, the situations um, can arise. Um, it can be sickness, it can be divorce, it can be uh, a lot of things. So, and the more that these are happening, these situations are happening, I think um, they're realizing more and more how important it is for us women to be um, independent and fina- be able to be financially stable as well. Um, not 
and not just only working and um, having a job and being integrated in society and it's not only for the sake of the finance but also not fine not just financial but also psychological as well you know many people end up feeling very very lonely at home and eventually you know like not not learning a skill they feel that they don't have they don't have enough purpose or they don't have um you know they, they're not integrated in, in in society enough so i think that as i as i said like going back to it i think through the hard way i think things are going to ch- are changing very fast because women are seeing what the consequences now of all this and ha- having more of an education they're capable now of thinking more with their own with their own minds this society for example the gen z is more about authenticity you can't stop them anymore like <laughs> everyone is we were more about we we joke about it but our generation was required empowering but now the new generation is all about authenticity like you can't even stop them um, um which is something very very good but that's because that we our nasab our age has realized so much about how this whole situation is impacting us and impacted us in a very negative way that we are trying to avoid these for all the future generations to come and i don't think it's it's just us women i think also the men because empowerment doesn't come and even men sometimes need to be empowered as well so it 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 is not um, but it's imp- and we've also come to realize how important both of working as a team both men and women is important at home is important in the workplace it's important also at school where everything needs to start and we need to stop this thing of having women do, yes. girls doing ballet and boys doing basketball or football and um and like this and and, and i think now the future the the gen z's are going to um are completely different to us and i think this is going to really change um faster than it did in our times yeah i mean for me to like answer the question of do i believe that the best person has the job <laughs> the role, um we're not going to know right because women haven't been given the same opportunities as men so until we reach that stage we're not going to know because that is the issue at the moment right it's that choice and essentially if a woman wants to choose to stay at home great that's also her prerogative the the issue at the moment is that there has been a disparity with the opportunities that male versus female have had so far and that's what needs to change and when we do have equal opportunity then we have a more level playing field to analyze this data right at the moment it's just been male dominated as we'll say again and so the data isn't actually accurate because we haven't had the same opportunities and I I feel that that's kind of again, what the newer generation possibly is breaking down and what society at the moment is breaking down is that I, because I am of whatever gender I am, you know, I don't have more or less opportunities. They're the same. My capacities might be different because of the way I was nurtured or because of the constructs that I was brought up in or the skills I was exposed to, but the opportunity is the same. So, at the moment, we we honestly cannot answer that question because women have not been given the same opportunities as men. Um, but hopefully, 
this is changing. <laughs> So thank you, Tamara and Crystal. It's interesting because you are younger than me and I really am sure that the new generations have a, a different mindset because I mean, the so-called Z generation, I mean, is more inclusive, uh, is uh, uh, more interested in sustainability. Uh, so um, the values are different from the values of previous generations. Unfortunately, uh, this generation is still a minority in workplaces, of course. And it's interesting because in this moment, we have at least five different generations with five different values. Uh, so this is also <laughs> diversity. Yeah. And uh, uh, I'm sure that uh, the entry of uh, uh, workers from uh, Z generations will change, will oblige the top management to, to change their idea. Uh, in, uh, the young are more, I mean, more globally connected. Your, I mean, even your way of, uh, of uh, solve the problems is more collective, more collaborative. Uh, inside the organization, there are still often individualism uh, culture, an individualistic culture. Uh, I, I, what I, I want to say is that uh, it is also important the perception of people. Okay, we have spoken about stereotypes, uh, bias, uh, about uh, uh, structural problems, but what about the perception? And there are two levels of perceptions. I mean, the perceptions of others' people, of other people's, and our own perception. And so in my experience, what I've seen is that in many cases, for example, men boss, uh, if you have, a, 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 I mean, men, uh, male chiefs tend sometimes to protect let me use this word to protect their women colleague from high risk experiences. From high, they didn't involve them in high risk projects. And these, what's the effect of this? Is that they have less opportunities to face challenging difficulties, to face, to manage demanding assignments. And so they have less opportunity to learn as men can learn. And also as regards the evaluation, if they work on projects which count less, which have less importance, and even if they performs well, the evaluation they received is less relevant. And so these, um, uh, generates a, a sort of vicious uh, circle because we know that uh, there are many women having problems of self-esteem, self-efficacy. It's also because of these reasons. Uh, uh, during so uh, during in Astra project, I'm monitoring some pairs of mentors and mentees, and I've realized that uh, in uh, there are 
many pairs of mentors and mentees working a lot on problems like uh, uh, I, for example, uh, I need to feel more comfortable to work in a masculine context. That means that there are even women with a middle high positions which don't feel so comfortable because I mean, there are some working, some workplaces where there is a strongly competitive uh, atmosphere where they really men uh, avoid women to uh, experiment themselves. Another problem is how to be more assertive. That's another problem. Uh, sometimes uh, the idea proposed by a woman is uh, accepted as a minor idea yeah. uh, just because probably uh, this woman has presented it in uh, not in the right way. Yeah. And I think for me, again, it goes back to like non-discrimination, you know, like no one should ever be discriminated by because of their gender, because of their race, because of their background, because of their anything, right? And because of our own perceptions of what that gender might come with or what that culture might come with or what, I mean, we have that just on our island. We are totally divided and we all have our own blinkers and our own perceptions of like, ah, oh, that person must be like this because he or she is from here, there and everywhere. And that all of a sudden limits how you are going to engage with that person and how that person can also bring value into your team or into your network, right? Um, so there should just be a, a total kind of negation of discriminating because of these gender roles or other roles that I mentioned. I agree with you, but what I mean is that uh, there are some perceptions which are unconscious. I mean, people aren't aware of uh, these uh, uh, prejudice because they are unconscious. I, I can tell a story. It is quite funny, but some uh, months ago, I spoke with uh, the HR of a, a small companies. Uh, she uh, had to select some uh, profiles for a for the role of a junior expert manager. And uh, they integrated uh, a young man uh, who was brilliant. And, but after three months, they realized that this boy wasn't willing to travel abroad because traveling generated him anxiety. But the problem is that if you work as an expert manager, <laughs> you have to travel. I mean, this is one of the tasks you have to accomplish. Uh, they really remained surprised about that because it, it was, uh, it seemed impossible that a man wanted to travel abroad because a man is supposed to be more independent, uh, to be more free from uh, family problems uh, and so on. But what surprised me is that uh, 
during the evaluation process, during the job interviews, nobody had asked these boy, what about your intentions to travel or not to travel? They so, took it for granted because yeah. he's a man. Yeah. yeah, so that's why, because it is unconscious, of course. Yeah. It is always a stereotype, but it is concealed and it is so deep that people don't realize often. And I mean, for this HR manager, of course, this was a sort of enlightenment because she broke this stereotype. So now, uh, of course, she, she has understood that she has to ask for specific uh, questions which do not depend on gender. <laughs> because it doesn't care if you are a woman, if you are a man, if you are a senior, a junior. Yes. Elena, Crystal, Tamara, thank you very much for sharing your thoughts and experience. We hope to positively motivate more and more women to get involved, ask questions, and dare to lead. Any final thoughts you would like to share, Crystal? I think the sky is our limits. I think um, the brain is uh, an amazing um, uh, machine that we have. And I think... Um, it is it is it really needs one needs to really focus on on learning from every experience and whether it's men or women because i know that men have a lot of challenges as well it's um if i mean um, the opportunities are there everywhere i think we just need to look at the right direction i think if somebody doesn't appreciate us on that workplace and we shouldn't be there in the first place i think it's it's quite um it, like Maybe I, I wouldn't wish everybody to take the part I did because I took quite a, a hard part. Um, but um, I think where there is a will, there is a way. That's Thank all. You. And again, the sky is the limit. Thank you. Tamara, any final thoughts? Um, yeah, I guess it's this idea of opening up to, you know, new kind of stereotypes perhaps <laughs> new gender roles perhaps you know if, if that's what if the storytelling is is what helps people um then let's start breaking them down the ones that exist and perhaps build new ones that kind of serve today's world better because by engaging and opening up to a more diverse group of people like i said whether it's gender race or whatever it is it's definitely helping to build a more equitable world. Thank you very much. Elena? I just say that we, we have to change our beliefs because our beliefs change the world. Mm. And uh, uh, so it, it's the only way because our way, to, our way of thinking influences our actions. And so if we want a new world, a new, more inclusive world, we have to change our beliefs. Thank you for listening to the Astra podcast. Follow and leave us your comments on our LinkedIn and Facebook pages. Ciao.